if we haven't met, my name's Ben and we just want, are you sixes, we want anyone who's here for the first time to know that you guys belong, that you are loved here, you can come as you are and whether you believe in God or not, you belong here and we're just so thankful that you chose to spend your Friday nights with us and we're in for a treat because we're starting a series for the whole of this term and it's called Why Jesus? And we're going to hear from some of our youth leaders and hear about the crazy things God's done in their life and how He has transformed their lives. And you might be saying, Ben, I'm not a Christian at all and I'm not even sure who Jesus is. Or maybe you're in between, you're like, I've heard about God, but I'm not really sure where I'm at. Or maybe you said, no, 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 I'm following Jesus for the rest of your days. And we're believing, doesn't matter where you're at, God has a word for you. And tonight's message that God put on my heart was purpose in Christ. Purpose found in Christ. What does it mean to live with purpose? You turn on the TV and you can see a lot of people living without purpose. But what does it mean for us to find our purpose in Christ? When I was 15 years old, I got my first job. Who here has got a first job? Who's a youth that's got a job? Yep. I was 15 years old and I got a job at Foodland and I was pretty excited. Yep. I know. And in my pride as a 15-year-old, I was like to my friends, you know, you're working at, you're working at Macca's, but I'm at Foodland. <laughs> How stupid of me. That was my pride. That was, that was wrong. But I had a first job and I was really excited until the first few weeks. They didn't go so well. I remember I knocked a jar of olives off the shelf. It smashed. Glass went everywhere. There was water going everywhere. There was olives rolling left, right and centre. And it was Foodland, so... It wasn't like Woolworths and Coles where they stock the shelves at 9.30 once everyone's gone. No, it was prime time, 4.30 on my first week. On my second week, I did something worse. I knocked a two-litre bottle of cordial off the top shelf. And you might think two litres isn't much, but when that bottle burst, the lid flew open and it went everywhere. And I'd never really mopped in my life. And for about half an hour, I was mopping this sticky, thick cordial off the floors And I was thinking, what am I doing here? What's going on? What's the purpose, Lord, for me being in Foodland? And then after I was stocking the shelves, they put me on the checkout. And I would look at the girls and I would see how they would talk to someone. They would scan the items and they would pack the bags almost simultaneously. And I thought, these girls are amazing. And then there's me struggling to talk to the person while I would talk to them and sort of put the bags in the... Luckily, some of those girls got around me and showed me the ropes. But I found it really hard, my first job. And I want to read from the Word of God before I get back to some things that happened while I was at Foodland as a 15-year-old. And I'm going to read from John chapter 6. If we want to find our purpose, if we want to find the why of Jesus, we need to open the Word. A bit of context. Jesus has just fed thousands and thousands of people. He took a few loaves of bread and a few fish and he multiplied it and it was this crazy miracle. Before that, he's just healed a man who couldn't walk. And it was on the Sabbath and the Jewish leaders were angry. There's a lot going on and this is where we pick up the story. John chapter 6, 
verses 25 onwards. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get there? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you have saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On Him, God the Father has placed His seal of approval. Then they asked, what must we do the work that God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one He has sent. I love this beautiful analogy. Jesus is saying, I've given you bread, I've filled you physically, but I've got something so much more for you. I've got the bread of life, something that will satisfy you, something that will give you an inner joy, something that will give you a sense of purpose for the rest of your days. Come to me because I am the bread of life. Jesus is saying, come to me, follow after me because I am the way. Goes on, verse 47. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my body, which was given to you for the life of the world. Jesus has spoken this word to a huge crowd. And in this next part of the story, he explains something quite profound. He says, who's going to receive this word? And there's so many people there, so many people following Jesus. That's what a disciple means. And they couldn't receive it. They couldn't leave other things behind and follow after Jesus. And then there was 12 people left there. And Jesus says, are you going to leave as well? Simon Peter gets up and says, Lord, where else would we go? You have the words of eternal life. Where else would we go? Isn't that a word for us, Hills Youth? That other people might be doing their own thing. Other people might be walking away from God. Other people might be doing things that makes you feel uncomfortable, whether it's your workplace, whether it's your school, whether it's a netball or dance, wherever it is, what does it look like for you to go? Lord, where else would I go? The disciples had given up so much. The 12 had given up their day jobs, close friends, family to follow after Jesus. And they said, Lord, I've found my purpose in you and I'm not going anywhere. What does purpose mean? What does purpose look like? Because when we receive what Christ has done for us, we can't help but live with a sense of purpose. After my first month at Foodland, things did get better. I realised because I was super slow on the checkout, it meant that people were forced to speak with me for a while. And then they would come in sometimes with stuff that was $200, $300, $400 worth of goods. And I would look at them and go, you've got me for the next 10 minutes here. Like you're forced to be looking at me. You're forced to be in very close proximity to me. And I used to work Monday and Wednesday nights. And Mondays were my favourite shift because I used to say to them, what did you get up to on the weekend? And they would share. Then they would say, what did I get up to? 
And I would tell them about church on Sunday, on Friday night, on youth group, and what God was doing in my life. And there were some interesting responses. And what was even more interesting was the conversation that would come out of it. And often people were very hungry and wanting to know because there was a sense of purpose that I was living out of. And I love my colleagues would begin to listen into my conversations. And they thought I was a little bit different, but I sort of picture myself like Audi. Their slogan is, good different. (laughs) But on camp, we had shirts and our theme was set apart. What does it mean to live set apart? And my colleagues would come up to me with questions. Why are you like this, Ben? Why won't you come out and party with us on the weekends? Why aren't you consumed with money or why aren't you working more shifts like we are? For so many of them, it was like they were chasing after the wind, that they were saving up their money for a nice car or saving up their money desperate for the latest PS4 or saving up their money so they could buy alcohol on the weekend. And once they bought that car or once they got the PlayStation, it was just the next thing. But I got to share and speak into that space and I thought, God, wow. I said yes to a job at Foodland at 15 and I thought, God, you've got me there for a reason. I wonder where God's got you. I wonder what it looks like for you to go, God, you're the bread of life. I'm sustained. I'm found in you. And I get to live out of that place. What Peter does in this moment is he shows Christ. He shows his disciples that he's living for a purpose. I'm not going anywhere else. He's sacrificed. And I think this is not comfortable for him. It's not easy for him. But I think there's a sense of contentment in this. Some of you know I'm a teacher as well as a youth pastor. And I want to share a story about when I was on placement one time. There was this female student in home group, looks at me one day a couple of years ago, and she has this profound look on her face and said, Mr. Peters, I've asked lots of people this question before. I've asked friends, I've asked family, and I've asked teachers, and no one's given me an answer. And she was saying it like she didn't expect anything from me. And she's prefaced this whole thing, and I'm sort of like, whoa, I don't know, I probably won't be able to answer your question. And then she said, it's something deep, can I share it with you? And I said, yeah, go ahead. It was during home group, so I had time to respond. And she said, what's the purpose of life? And I thought, wow. It was one of those moments where it wasn't me that, answered the question, it's just something that came out, the Holy Spirit speaking through me. And I said, to know God, to be known by God and to make His name known. And in my mind, I was like, boom, that was profound. And she looked at me like, you're crazy. (laughs) And I said it that fast as well, because I got a bit excited. And then I broke it down. I said, to know God, to make His name, to know God, to be known by God, and to make His name known. You see, I said to her, when you know God, you know what Christ has done for you. You know that whatever you've done, doesn't matter how many times you've stuffed up, you've been freed and forgiven, that your debts have been paid by Jesus and Jesus alone. There's only one way to God, and that's through Christ. We sang about it one way. And then I said, to be known by God, do you realise, I said to her, that the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who knows the very hairs on your head has called you by name, that you are known by Him. 
Our catchphrase at Hills Youth is, we are His. That's what it means to be known by Christ. And then I said to her, if you know those two things, you can't help but make His name known. That when we look for purpose in our life, there's only one way that it's found. I wonder if some of us in this room are feeling like she did. Feeling like I'm living, but I'm not living with a sense of purpose. And I'm wrestling, I'm going through different things and I'm not sure what to do next. I don't share these stories to glorify my name, but I want to share to instill a sense of God working through us. We're going to hear more leaders' testimonies, more leaders' stories about God working through us. And we want to share because we want to give glory to His name and we want to share about the goodness of God. After my job at Foodland, after I worked there for three and a half years, I felt like it was time to finish up. And I was praying about it and I was praying about it. And I got the courage to call up an OSH. And I called them up and they said, bring in your resume next week and we'll interview you. And I thought, awesome, no worries, I'll do that. Didn't have a resume. Mum got me the job at Foodland. So I found my brother's resume, changed the name. I thought, oh, I've got his character qualities. I've got his attributes. Yes, I'm hardworking too. Whatever. So I... Gave them my resume and they said, here are the kids. And I kicked the footy with them. I did a few things and I got the job. And she said, can you start tomorrow? I said, yeah, of course. I gave her all my information. She said, wow, tomorrow you're 18 years old. You can only work here if you're 18. I thought, wow, that's God's timing. And I walked into that place and I was the only Christian there, except two of the kids out of 150. And there was 15 staff members at that time and I was the only Christian. Once again, I was different. But my team noticed something different. And a few months in, my boss said, hey, Ben, I know you're a youth leader. This was at my old church, my old youth group. She said, do you know anyone who we could hire? Because we need a few more staff. And I said, do I know some people? So I went to my mates who are youth leaders who loved the Lord as well. And I got a couple of them jobs. So now there's three of us. Now we're starting to share the word. And then my boss notices my two mates and said, you got any more friends? So I brought a couple more. So now there's five of us. Then a few of the kids start to notice, wow, there's more and more Christians around this place. And we started to bring a few of the year sevens along to youth group. A couple of them gave their life to Christ and started inviting their friends. And it was quite amazing. This special moment of one of the girls comes for the first time, doesn't know anything about Christ, and is just there worshipping God. And I've since left that place, but now there's 15 different Christians who work there. Why? Because I felt God had given me a sense of purpose. Because I knew God, I, was, I knew that God was real. I knew His name and I knew that I was known by Him and I couldn't help but make His name known. What does it look like for us to live with a sense of purpose? Because guess what? It's not always easy. It's not always comfortable. And if you're on camp, Mike spoke about can you count the cost to be a disciple of Jesus? Can you count the cost? Because for me, I had some job offers to teach at places that were closer to my home and I said no. I gave up my old church, my old youth group where all my best mates were, where my family was because I felt God was leading me into the Adelaide Hills. And I went to Hills Christian as an interview. I went for a full-time role and said, no, I can only do three days a week because I feel God saying, I want you to lead this youth ministry. What does it look like for us to say, 
Jesus, where else would I go because I'm following after you? What does it mean to live with a sense of purpose? Worship team, if you want to come up, I want to ask us a few questions tonight because I really feel like we need to pray over some of you because there's people in this room that feel like they don't have a sense of purpose. Maybe you feel like God's not working through you. Maybe you feel, I've said yes to Christ, but what does it mean to hear God's voice? What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? We want to pray over you. We want to do life together. Let me pray. Father, just thank you for each and every one of your sons and your daughters in this room. Thank you for the price that you have paid on the cross for them. When they ask why Jesus, they would say, because there's no other way. There's no other reason for my living because I found my everything in you, Christ. Lord, I wanna be known by you. Thank you that I am known by you. Lord, would you lead me deeper? Father, would you cast away fear, anxiety, doubt in the Name of Jesus? Would you bring your contentment? Would you bring your perfect love? Would you bring your peace that transcends all understanding? Would we be satisfied in Christ? Would we not look to the left or to the right or to what our friends are doing or what's going on at our football club, but would we look to our Lord and Saviour? Would we find rest in Him? Would we find our comfort in Him? Leaders, if you wanna come out the front, if you wanna pray over some young people, come out the front and join me. I'm gonna ask those questions one more time. If you feel like maybe you don't have purpose or maybe you wanna be led by the Holy Spirit, we wanna pray over you. Prayer's not a weird thing. We're just hearing from God and speaking over you. You don't have to receive prayer. The team's gonna lead us. But we really feel like God's stirring in this place. Maybe you know some of the leaders, maybe you don't, that's cool. Either way, we're just gonna leave this space open. Come to the front, come receive prayer. You don't have to, no one's forcing you, but come and receive what God wants to do. Don't be shy. Team, you can lead us as we pray over some young people tonight. Would you stand to your feet? Stand to your feet and let's pray. God, thank You that You are enough. You are more than enough. You are everything. We give You glory in this house tonight. In Jesus' precious Name, Amen.